More than anything else, I think that the way people buy is driving the changes in marketing today. In fact, that's the biggest change is the buyer's journey. We have entered, uh, I believe, in something that people are calling the engagement economy. And this week's episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, I visit with Karen Steele, the VP of Marketing for Marketo. They have just completed a giant survey of over 2,000 marketers and consumers and have produced something called the State of Engagement. And you're going to want to check this out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Karen Steele. She is the Vice President of Corporate Marketing for the Marketing Automation Software Provider Marketo. And we're going to talk about some of the findings from what I think is a somewhat massive undertaking that takes the form of an ebook called The State of Engagement, Insights on Engagement from 2,000 Global Consumers and Marketers. So Karen, thanks for joining me. Thank you, John. Happy to be here. So this might sound like a silly question, but I think that the term engagement gets tossed around so much these days that maybe we ought to try to get a baseline definition. What 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 is engagement in the context of this uh, research? It's a great starting question. So, so when we think about engagement, we really think engagement is the new meaning for marketing. We think that today consumers don't want to be marketed to. I think they feel like with all the new technologies that – um, you know, marketing is pretty passive. They they want to be understood. They want to to be communicated with at the time that they want to hear a particular message through the channel that they want it from. And so, engagement is about combining all of those things: the right insights about the person you're talking to, the right channel about how to reach them, sort of the personal touch and the connection through through every every single point of the life cycle of the journey of the customer. So we believe that the philosophy behind engagement is that it, it's it's the new marketing. Mm-hmm. It's it's really the new way of doing marketing, and, and it's called engagement. Okay, we better break that down and make it practical because that was a lovely global definition. But I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> are already starting to say, well, okay, yeah, how do I do that? So let's start with what what's the most common way that consumers engage today? I mean, is it Twitter support, you know, asking for? I mean, is that is that like – the, you know, the first place to enter? You know, that that's certainly, I think that's more of a post-sale, I suppose, uh, and that, that's one one opportunity. I think that ordinarily the first place, whether it's whether you're a, a B2B business or a B2C business, is you're going to engage through a company's website. You're going to come to a website. You're going to be searching for information. And by the way, you expect that information to be very relevant to you. You expect the message that is, if I'm a particular um, type of a buyer, I want a message that's directed toward me. So typically the first place that you're going to engage on the consumer side is is, is a company's website. Okay, so a, a great, you know, I've been talking about marketing for forever. And, you know, a lot of people talking about all the changes in marketing. You could suggest that this engagement economy is is a major shift in marketing. But are we really talking about the way that people buy is the thing that's changed? Oh, I think I think it's most certainly how people buy and and how people go about uh, qualifying vendors. I think today 
before people even come to a, a, a decision process in, in any kind of a, a purchase, they've typically done a fair amount of research, whether it's through reading articles in the press or going to a company's website uh, or, or looking at a company's Facebook page, for example. They've done a lot of that informed opinions before, before they even make a purchase with you. And so today the buyer is more informed than ever, and the channels where they can find information are at their fingertips. So I, I do think the process of, of, of buying in the first place and selling to consumers has, has changed a lot. And then the way that, that, that marketers now can actually engage with consumers is completely changed because of all the various channels. I mean, you mentioned Twitter, you know, with, um, you know, with, with a support question. If I own a product in the post-sales world, that's just another example. But there, there are certainly many, many others. So one of the real challenges I think a lot of website owners uh, face today is that their website has to do a lot of jobs. I mean, it's not just there to tell somebody how to contact them. I mean, it, it might actually, right. its first job might be to teach somebody what their problem actually is. So, so how do you, you know, how do you kind of figure out the, the journey and the different objectives and different goals that a website visitor might have? And how do you serve up the, for the needs of all of those? It's, that's, it, it's such a great point. I mean, it, it used to be that websites were brochureware. And in fact, you know, when, in, in the olden days, when, when, when we first started, you know, seeing every company have a, a dub, dub, dub address, it was exactly that. Companies took a corporate brochure and, you know, turned it into an HTML page. That now, nowadays, the reality is that it's all about creating experiences and, and being very specific to the type of buyer or prospect that is going to come to your website. So I think understanding how to deliver a personalized message and move people through your funnel, whatever that funnel is, um, depending on the complexity of the product that you have, you know, offering demos, for example, just being one click away from, from learning more about the product or a click away from hearing a customer video, somebody like you in your industry talking about how they've had success with with a particular product or, in our case, technology. And so I think, you know, it's any company today that's building a website has to think about what their objectives are. And I would say it's about personalized, relevant conversations and ultimately an experience, you know, through, through a digital set of pages uh, that take people through a journey and a journey of, of learning and a journey of, you know, the, the, the marketer listening as somebody is browsing the web page and then serving up the right content to move them along that journey. So in your experience, uh, where inside of an organization does engagement go to die? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, um, I, I think that I think it engagement goes to die inside of an organization um, that doesn't think about the customer journey first. Right, right. And, and I think that if you're a customer-centric organization, you may think you're doing a great job of engagement. I challenge you to go take a look at, at how you're really doing. But um, I think it, it, it really doesn't exist if you have an organization that doesn't value and think about the customer first and, and how important it is to, to talk in that customer's language and, and to put messages forward that, that they're going to care about. Well, I'll probably get myself in trouble here, but um, my experience over many, many years of doing this and looking at organizations um, and and really working on the customer journey is the handoff between sales and 
whatever service is or, you know, delivery or <laughs> implementation, it seems to be right. where the experience has the biggest gap. Yeah. And it's, you're, you're, I think, I think that's, that's accurate. I think that, um, you know, it, it's sort of the, the old, the old adage that, you know, salespeople go in and they close the deal and they hand it off and, and they're done and they're on to the next deal. So who really owns that relationship? Right. Um, you know, does, does marketing own the entire experience? I mean, I think we have a pretty good chance to. Uh, I don't think that exists in all organizations today, but, but I think that the marketer, uh, is in the best position to think about the entire experience and all the engagement points through the cycle. They don't own all of those, you know, touch points per se, because as you said, there's a, there's a, there's a pre-sales, there's a sales, there's a, a buying experience, there's the support organization, uh, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, I think marketing, and we've certainly seen it happen for our customers, is in, in probably the best position to influence the entire customer journey and experience. So, so that doesn't so engagement doesn't go somewhere to die in the organization. I, you know, I would suggest, and this gets kind of cliche to say, but that that there's sort of a culture element to engagement, isn't there? There is absolutely. You hit it, hit the nail right on the head. There is a fundamental cultural issue to engagement because it, it starts with understanding your customer or your prospect or your partner or your employee, and and really. Figuring out what's the best way to to talk to them and how you're going to connect them to your brand or your story or your message or your offer, um, and it's it, it, culturally, I think that you know it has to be part of the, the the DNA of the company. You have to be thinking about relationships and not just thinking about transactions. I got to get an email out. I got to put a cross sell campaign out the door. You have to be thinking about I want to extend the value of my relationship with this customer. Uh, or this partner. And so it is fundamental in the way that the organization thinks about um, engagement as a whole, um, but also the customer journey. In your experience, what are the key differences between B2B and B2C engagement? Uh, it's really the, the channels more than anything. I think, um, you know, I think B2B has historically, and I think we have some data I know we have some data in the report that talks about the primary channels, you know, being websites and email and, and that's certainly, you know, very true in, in the B2B world. I think you get in the, the B2C world and you, you see a lot more social engagement and you see a lot more mobile engagement. Um, you know, and, and this, this has to do with just the nature of the business and what people are buying. And so, so I think all sides, B2B and B2C need to, uh, need to optimize for all channels. You just need to, have a careful strategy about when and where to use each channel. Um, testing is obviously great. We we believe in in putting things out there, seeing how they do, tweaking messages, personalizing always, um, and and seeing what lands and what kind of results you get. Some of the things that have become uh, I don't necessarily like this terminology, but we all understand it. Some of the things that have become kind of top of the funnel things, like blogging and podcasting, don't really have much engagement um, typically anymore. Especially, you know, most people turning commenting off even on you know a lot of blogs and things. But we still all you know preach those as being important uh, channels. How, how could you drive more engagement in the top of the funnel, or is it even necessary? Oh, I, I think it. I think it's most definitely necessary. I think engagement is up and down the funnel. And the example you just gave of of blogs, I think it's how you use the blogs. If the blogs are a static method that you post somewhere and expect 
you know, people will come to it. That that's that's pretty passive engagement. But if you're using elements of the blog and picking up quotes and and driving and using that in social and driving people to it, you can create other conversations and dialogue around the blog. So so the blog should not be seen as in the same way a web page shouldn't be seen as is sort of a standalone thing that's supposed to drive engagement. It's all the things you do around it and all the interconnections of, of the, the various cha- channels and, and messages. One of the other areas I really see a lot of companies fall off, and I, I mean, it's not because they don't realize the value of, of focusing here, but it's in the area of retention and, and you know how much engagement really leads to loyalty and leads to referrals and uh, you know maybe it could maybe it could actually take away your entire need to go out and generate new leads. Well, you know, I, we have a particular point of view that I, I, I would love to talk about, um, whether you call it retention or you call it advocacy that, that I'm pretty passionate about. We, um, we, we have a program called Purple Select and Purple Select, this is exactly what it sounds like. It's a group of self-selected people that, that want to be treated in a certain way by Marketo. And, and, and we've built a number of offerings for them to, to, you know, it's a combination of social and gamification to reward them for certain activities. So it's a kind of a quid pro quo. You know, we want a reference from you or we want a story from you, but we want to do things on your behalf as well and, and help our customers become heroes. So, so there's ways of engaging that are programmatic that drive at loyalty, that drive at advocacy, that connect customers to, to, to your business in a way that you won't get through, through other channels. We have, I think, 1,800 people in our, our customers in our, our Purple Select program right now, and they engage every single day. So is that program um, on your website anywhere that we could send people? Uh, that that uh, It is a separate link. Uh, I think we have information on the website, but I'd be happy to follow up with, with the okay. URL. Okay, we'll, um, we'll I don't have it, it in front of me, oh, but um, you can absolutely get to it. And we'll put it in the show notes when you send it to us so people will be able Great. to get to that. So, um, Tell me a little bit about where people, you know, I've, I've, I actually am a little old school still and I print some of these things out, um, where they can get the, I think I got up to about 80 pages, uh, the full, um, report of the state of engagement. We have barely scratched the surface. It, indeed. It, I think it's some 80 pages long, incredibly comprehensive. As you stated at, at the onset, it, it was, it was a combination of qualitative and quantitative interviews, some 2,000 from around the world. You can download load that directly from the Marketo website at www.marketo.com, um, and uh, it's uh, it, it's also available in in other places. Our partners are distributing it, and uh, but the best place to go is marketo.com. Awesome. Well, Karen, thanks for joining us and uh, sharing some uh, insights on engagement. And uh, go grab that report because uh, there there's some. Incredible data, charts, graphs, uh, pretty much uh, anything that, uh, that that you're wondering about engagement can be found in there. So thanks again, Karen. Awesome. Thank you, John. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. I wonder if you could do me a favor. Could you leave an honest review on iTunes? Your ratings and reviews really help, and I promise I read each and every one. Thanks.